the message, <laughs> oh, quit it. <laughs> About hearing God. Hearing God. Um, I do remember when I was a new Christian and I hear, I'd be sitting in the congregation and I hear people say, God spoke to me. I say, oh no. You mean God spoke to you? God in heaven spoke to you? How can that be? How did you hear him? Uh, we were in the service and somebody says, God just spoke to me. I didn't hear him. I thought if God spoke, everyone was here. <laughs> now I understand. God does speak. And he speaks to his children. He, speak to, he speaks to us. And we don't hear with our natural ears that we hear. We hear from our heart, the ears of our spirit. And we hear from him. And it's, it's different when you hear from him. It makes a big difference in your life. I want to talk uh, initially, as I close in this message, three important things with regards to his sheep. Three important things, according to Jesus, with regards to his sheep. In John chapter 10, and I read this last time, John chapter 10, beginning from verse 24, it says, Then the Jews surrounded him and said to him, How long do you keep us in doubt? And he didn't keep them in doubt. They just didn't want to believe. How long will you keep us in doubt? If you are the Christ, tell us plainly. Now let me tell you this. God, when he speaks, he is very plain. Sometimes so simple, it's like, how come I didn't get it, black boy? Because he's speaking. He has spoken plainly to them. Jesus answered them, I told you. And that's, what's, that's who God is. He's, he wants to speak to us. And he's speaking to us. And we can hear him. The question is, are you going to believe or listen to what he's saying? Or you have your own ideas and you hear, but you're not li- really listening. He said, I, I, I told you. He had spoken to him. I told you and you do not believe. So believing, like I said last week, is so important. He's constantly speaking. And you only hear him when you decide, I'm going to receive what he's saying as truth. That's when you listen. And when you listen, something happens. Because you know the word of God, Jesus himself said, the flesh profits nothing. The flesh profits nothing. It's the spirit that gives life. And the words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. So when you listen, you receive the spirit of the word of God that empowers you for obedience. When you believe, you are empowered for obedience. Because you listened and you accepted. You know, Jesus said very clearly, without me, you can do nothing. And nothing means nothing. You can't do a thing without him. So when you listen, the power of the word, the same word that created the universe comes into you, come into your life, and the change begins to take place. So Jesus said, I told you. 
you did not believe me. Then he says, the works that I do in my father's name, they bear witness of me. The works that I do in my father's name, they bear witness of me. But you do not believe. Again, we go back to it. So when he speaks, there is the works. The word goes with the works. No word, no works. When you hear the word and you believe the word, works. If you don't believe the word, no works. And even if you see the work, you won't believe it. Jesus said you did not believe. Because the reason is, you are not my sheep. As I said to you, so it goes back to what he's already said. As I said to you, my sheep hear my voice. They recognize the works. My sheep hear my voice and they know, and I know them. And they follow me. When you truly hear, you follow. And I like the word follow. I say looking into the scriptures and following Jesus so many times. It's always follow me, follow me, follow me. Matthew, uh, at the tax office, he says, Matthew, follow me. John, James, Peter, Andrew, follow me. And I will make you fishers of men. Following him is so important. When you hear his voice and you read about those individuals, they left everything and they followed. Wanting to be made. He makes us when we follow. But you can't follow unless you hear. You hear my voice and then they follow. And I give them eternal life. And they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. This is so so important. As long as you keep listening to his voice, Satan is powerless against your life. You never perish. Not here, perishing here, or when it's over. As long as you're listening to his voice. So the first thing is, the sheep hear his voice. They hear his voice. And Jesus said this in in John 10, where he's talking about um, the shepherd, the good shepherd. It says, and other sheep I have which are not of this fold. They are not Jews. Not all Jews are sheep. Amen. But then he told them, I have other sheep, not all the rest of the world, but Gentiles. I have other sheep who are not of this fold. They don't belong to the Jewish race. Them also I must bring. Notice the word bring, must. I must bring. And they will again, what? Hear my voice. So hearing his voice is so important. What does that say? Every Christian can hear God's voice. Everybody, every Christian. If you are truly born again, you can hear God's voice. You can. Sometimes in prayer we talk so much, and I do the same, and I don't listen. 
I have my agenda. And God, you got to do this for me. You got to do this for me. That's number one. I have number two. Wait, I see I have up to seven. I have them here. And God, and I'm going through them. And, and, and I'm talking. When you make conversation, don't you stop and let the other person speak a little bit? You just do all, all the talking. And then says, that was a great conversation. <laughs> you didn't hear anything from the other person. If, 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 if you tell somebody you, you love the person, and, and then what do you do? I love you. Do you keep going? I love you, love you, love you. You won't stop. You stop, and you wait. Oh, he didn't say anything back, right? And that's painful, right? Because he didn't hear back. I love you. And then you try again. I love you. And no words. Did they do something wrong? That's human relationship. But why don't we do? He's our heavenly father, right? If you tell your, hev- your natural father, I love you, dad, you do expect to hear something, right? And you're waiting to hear. But when it's God, ah, we just keep going. He's a person. He's a person. Other sheep, I have, and they hear my voice. And there, there will be one flock and one shepherd. You know what I get out of that? Unity. You know why we have so much disunity in the church? Everyone's not listening to him. If everyone is listening to God, we won't have divisions in the church. You won't have all kinds of troubles in the church. Well, I love you today. Tomorrow, I don't like this church anymore. And all kinds of fight, fighting about, we've had it, fighting about flowers and who put all this here. I don't like the color of that stuff. Guess who? We're not listening to him. What will God be talking? He's going to talk to you about the color of some pumpkin back right here. We're not listening to him. When the children of God are listening to God, all you have is one fold, one shepherd. Unity. And that's so powerful. And so that's what the devil does. He has so many voices in the church and people are speaking, but they're not speaking the words of God. Jesus said, I only speak what I hear from my father. And so many Christians are speaking things they didn't hear from God. And guess what we have? So much disunity in the church. Before long, he's going to start a new, uh, a new denomination. Yes. He feels he's better. That's what's going on in the church. No unity. Notice what it is. They, I will bring. They're not of this fold, but I'll bring them. I must bring them, and they will hear my voice. And because both this fold... And that fold, they are all hearing my voice and following me because of that. Because they always follow. Now, in their time, the shepherd doesn't live from behind. They are in the front and they speak. And the sheep listen to just the voice. They follow the voice. That's how they are able to recognize their shepherd. The voice. Not the way they look. The voice. Just the voice. 
And because they followed the same, that voice, the both the fold, the Jewish fold and the Gentile fold, they become one. Unity. Because they are hearing the same voice. They are hearing the same voice. You know, in the early church, you can see the power of it. Because they were hearing his voice. If you read in Acts chapter 4, verse 32 through and 33, now it says, now the multitude, now we're talking about a lot of people. You know, when God's doing something new, and you can see right here in, in this uh, chapter, the next chapter is chapter 5, where Ananias and Sapphira were killed. You know, God took them out because they were going to cause problems and bring disunity. They were not listening to God. And at this stage, God was enjoying what was going on, and he wasn't going to tolerate it. I don't know, but I just believe, I don't know if they're in heaven. Well, I believe they're in heaven. But God says, hey, you're going to cause problems? Come back home. (laughs) Get out of there. I believe they are in heaven because they believe God, but their presence wasn't good enough for for the congregation there. But listen to this. It says, now the multitude of those who believe were of, guess what? One heart. Because it's one fold, right? They were all listening to the voice of God. They listened to the preachers. And the preachers were listening to God. And they were listening to God themselves. They were of one heart. And one soul, they felt the same. Why? Because all of them were listening to the same voice. They felt the same. They did things the same. The soul, that's the realm of the emotions, the will, and the mind. They were all thinking the same. Why? Because they were all hearing the same thing. Now listen to this. One so, neither did anyone say that any of the things he possessed was his own. What they had didn't matter. They didn't, nobody cared what you got. They were not talking about things. They were listening to his voice and his voice alone. It didn't matter. You want it, you can have it. You want a car, you want to drive, yeah, go ahead. No big deal. It's not like, that's an expensive car, be careful about it before you drive it. No, you want a car, you want to go, yeah, you can have it. One soul. One soul. Because they were listening. Why did God leave this for us in 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 this book? Because he wants us to know the standard. The way he wants it. They are of one soul. They had all things in common. And when that's happening, listen to verse 33. And with great power, the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And guess what was there? And great grace was upon some of them. No, every one of them. Not just grace. I mean, great grace was upon them. Not just one individual, but the rest of them. Now, why don't we have great grace on everybody in church? 
everyone is not listening to his voice. I've been here, you know, you, you, you're preaching from the word of God and people are upset, they're offended, they don't, they don't want to hear that. They got their mind made up. They know what they want to hear and that's not what you speak. What you're reading from the book, that's not what they want to hear. They get upset. It happens in church. And so they find a church that speaks, well, oh yes, that's what I want to hear. But whether it's coming from God, it didn't matter. They just want to hear that. I, I don't understand. If it's not coming from God, it's not going to change anything in your life. You feel good, but it changes nothing. There is nothing supernatural taking place in your life because you're not hearing God's word. And that's the only thing that changes things on earth. So that's the first thing. The sheep will hear his voice and they follow him. One shepherd, one fold. The second thing is that Jesus said, I know my sheep. He's known by them. They recognize his voice and he knows them. He calls them, in John chapter 10, he said, he'll call them by name. He knows them. He knows them. In John 10, 14, he says, I am the good shepherd. And I know my sheep. And I'm known by my own. They know me. They know me. They know his voice. That's the key thing. You know, uh, I believe in, in uh, Matthew, Jesus was saying, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom of God, but those who do the will of my Father. But then he knows those people, and they know him too. Now, you cannot know somebody and unknow them. You can't know and unknow at the same time. Once you know, you know. And they know you. So there is intimacy. Some, I know of some people that come to church. I know them, but I really don't know them. The knowing is getting to be intimate, and you don't get to know him real well until there's been a lot of conversation. That's how you get to know God. It's so clear. He says in First uh, Samuel chapter 3, I believe, it says Samuel, God came to him and was calling Samuel. We talked about this. He was calling Samuel, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel will go to Eli. And Eli says, no, son, go back to bed. I, I didn't call you. And then the word says, because God, Samuel did not know the Lord. Why? Because God has not revealed himself to Samuel by his word. So his voice, that's what gets you to knowing him. And when you respond to his voice, you know him and he knows you. And from that day, he says, God never allowed Samuel's word to fall to the ground. Whatever Samuel said, God did. But Samuel didn't speak his own words. 
God will not be confirming the words of a man. Samuel was speaking what he heard from God. Even in the Old Testament. That is why he was such a great prophet. But how did that happen? By him knowing God through the word of God. Even then, if you are going to know God, you will have to know him through his word. Through his word and his word alone. That's the only way to know him. And that's when he gets to know you with that conversation. He says of Moses, I, uh, I, sp- I speak to Moses like a friend, face to face, through his word. And that's the sure foundation that God knows that you belong to him. Not that you believe and know that you belong to him if he doesn't know you. It's a big difference. And that's what Paul tells us in 2 Timothy 2 verse 19. He says, nevertheless, the solid foundation of God stands. Having this seal. So there is a solid foundation of the Lord that has his a specific seal. Having this seal, the Lord, what's that seal? The Lord knows those who are his. That's the foundation. Not those know that they belong to him. He has to know that you are his. That's what the scripture says. Nevertheless, the solid foundation of God stands. This is the foundation having this seal. The Lord knows that's the seal. The Lord knows those who belong to him. And so he says, let everyone who names the name of of Christ depart from iniquity. And the third thing we've also talked about that all from John 10 is they follow his voice. They follow his voice. I've come to realize what the scripture says, and you shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. That's the same word that gives you life. Uh, John chapter 6, verse 6 to 3, the same word, the, the words that I speak. It says this very clearly, John chapter 6, verse 6 to 3, it is the spirit who gives life, So the spirit is the one who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. You get nothing from the flesh with regards to life. The words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. But until you receive revelation and God's constantly showing things, Jesus says this very clearly. And used to really baffle me. Did it mean when Jesus was here, was he seeing his father? He says, whatever I see my father do, I do in like manner. And he says, the father is constantly showing me things. And will, means in the future, will show me greater things that you may marvel. So the father was constantly showing him things, revealing things to him. As he lived this life on earth. And we are supposed to live that way. Is the word of God, when God speaks to you, that's revelation. That's what Remer is. 
And until you receive the word, you see, the scripture here, what you read here, is the voice of God on paper. But sometimes as you read, his voice lifts up from the paper and hits you and you say, hmm, that's good. Okay? How many have experienced that? It lifts from the, from the pages. And you've been reading that page over and over previously. He didn't do anything to you. But now something jumps out of it. And that's the way we say it. It just jumped out from the No, you just heard God's voice. Through his spirit. And now you got life. And things are going to change. Things will never remain the same. That's when you get to know the truth. When you hear his voice. When you hear his voice. That's revelation. That's why Paul was praying for us. In uh, Ephesians chapter uh, 1. Beginning from verse 15, 16 down there. He says, I never cease to pray for you. That God will give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him that you may know. Because when God speaks to you, when God really speaks to you, something changes. It's really hard to hear God's voice and get away from it. It pursues you everywhere you go. Even if you think you're trying to run, you can't get away from it. Ask Jonah. (laughs) Okay? Ask Jonah. I like the story of Jonah. Uh, He was trying to get away from God's voice, but I'm sure while he was in that booth, he was hearing the voice so clearly. And then there was trouble. He knew it was the reason for the trouble. And the guys eventually said, you are a real problem to us, you know? We're going to throw you overboard (laughs) again. Because she didn't listen to his voice. After that, he listened. But listen to this. First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. But as it is written. I always like to go back. When you see something, when it says it is written, or Jesus is repeating something that was written, that means it is really significant. There's another one. Um, John chapter 7, verse 37, it says that day, the last, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood up and he cried. Begin verse, verse 37. It says, he who believes in me as it is written. So he's quoting scriptures. And he is scripture. That's very important. Amen. So when you see that, pay attention. Because something important is going to be revealed. Because it's already been written. I'm going to give you another one that's come to me. Uh, 2 Corinthians 4 verse 13. It just says us there, it is written. As it is written. And but then you get to scripture again. But they're quoting scripture, scripture referring to scripture. That's very important. But listen to this. It says, but as it is written. Yeah, this is scripture. I has not seen. Nor ear heard. Nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. What's the implication of this? Until you know, you cannot experience it. And it doesn't come into your life through your natural ear. 
or your natural eyes or your natural heart, the one that beats here, this is talking about spirit. So another saying is, God has prepared certain things for you. Just like he prepared things for his son. And he reveals them as you go along. I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. So I want to know the things God has prepared for me. How? I've got to hear about them. I've got to see them. I have to conceive them in my heart. He's prepared these things for us. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit. And his spirit speaks to us. His spirit speaks to us. He reveals things to us. And he's constantly revealing things to us. God has revealed them to us through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things. So the spirit is searching all things. Yes, the deep things of God. I just recall here, I remember years ago, I was praying for this girl that was demonized, demon, actually demon-possessed. And uh, I'm sure probably, I've, I, if I recall correctly, usually it takes a, maybe a day or two, and I'm through because I'm trying to understand what's going on, and I quickly found out I am not an expert. Even though I have prayed with so many people, I'm still not an expert. When I'm contacting them, they're, they're telling me their story. And I'm going, God, I never heard of this before. What's going on here? I'm not going to that too much. But there was a girl that I met and, and instantly something told me in my head, the demon power over her life has something to do with her hair. And I said to her, her, her name was Florence. You don't know her, so I can speak her name. I said, Florence, your hair. And she said, no, really loud. So I knew I got you. I got you. We're going to cut that hair off. I won't do that these days. But I, I, God, just help me. Because there's no way to know that. There is no way to know that. And but this girl, I, I, since like three weeks or more, I couldn't get the devil out of her. He would respond with all the manifestation, but he won't leave. And I was frustrated because I spent my whole day, and this demon will not go. It's not something wrong with me. So finally, out of frustration, I said, "God, why can't I cast this devil out?" And he says, he said to me, very simple, she doesn't want him to leave. And I got real fast. What do you mean she doesn't want, want him to leave? She comes to me every time. And he says back, she doesn't want him to leave. And I thought, okay. So what do I do now? He didn't take, as soon as those thoughts, those thoughts went through my head, instantly the girl started boasting about the power she gets from this devil. So I said, okay, God, I repent. I know you're right, and she's wrong. And I said, I'm not doing this anymore. I said, freedom. I don't have to stay with her anymore. I don't have to say, come out in Jesus' name till I lose my voice. <laughs> you can go, lady. I'm not praying anymore. 
But every instance I have to ask God, what's going on here? Don't understand this. And I have to listen. You understand? I have to listen. So that I can do his work. There are no experts. You just have to hear his voice. And he reveals things to you. When you ask. Not because I'm special. Not because I prayed. It was not for me. It was for her. You understand? She needs the freedom. I just happen to be the tool to use. And I will listen to God. And it's really fun to listen to him. Because you find out you are not an expert. Okay? You have to depend on him constantly. Just like Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. So how do you get him to work with you? You have to listen to him and ask questions. What's going on here? I'm listening to them, but I'm asking in my head, God, what's happening here? You can do the same. Amen? You can do the same. Sometimes we are so much in a hurry, we're not listening. We're not listening to him. That's how he works. He shows us deep things that we do not know. Deep things. That we do not know. And it brings us to the place where you receive revelation. And after I have learned that, I know what this is. I may meet something different, but I have, some, I have some understanding of how it works. And if it baffles me, more questions. God, what's going on here? But my sheep hear what? My voice. You can always hear his voice. You can always hear his voice. I like it when the disciples, you know, feel we are not uh, in disadvantage because we didn't have we did, we don't have Jesus physically with us. Think about it: did the disciples ever ask a question and Jesus didn't answer them? I'm asking you: did they ever ask a question and Jesus said nothing? Every time they asked, he explained something to them. We are not in disadvantage. Jesus said, it's better that I go away. Right? And said, how can it be better when they are, you're right there and they ask you a question and you talk back to them? But, but now, I can't even see you. No, he speaks to us. We just don't believe that he will speak to us if we ask. You can ask if you're confused. Did I do something wrong? He'll tell you. Yeah. Because he promised. He'll speak to you. And you'll hear his voice. I am your sheep. What man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man that is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God but the spirit of God. And then he says to us, this is what brings us here. I believe that uh, verse 12. Can we go back to that? First Corinthians, verse 12. Uh, 2 verse 12. It says, Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know. So the spirit is going to speak to you. And speak to you every time. 
that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. So there are things that have been freely given to us by God, and I want to know them. And God will make those things available to us. He says, these things we also speak not in words which men's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual, with spiritual. And then it tells us the natural man does not understand the things of the Spirit of God. Now, I'm going to go because I'm going to finish this quickly. Um, God's depending on you and I to finish the work here on earth. And I started that the last time. He says uh, in um, Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6, For unto us a child is born, and for me to be Christmas time, unto us a son is given, the government will be upon his shoulder. And I explained to us, usually you expect the government to be on his head, right? But it's on his shoulder. He is the head, we, be, we are part of the body. We are part of the shoulder also. So the government is upon us. And I'm going to share with you quickly that God's depending on you to do the work that his son did. That's why Jesus said, greater works than this shall you do because I go back to my father. That's John chapter 14 verse 12. Those who believe in him and are still believers, you'll do the same works that I do and greater works you'll do because I go to my father. When he leaves, then the work is on our shoulders, right? We have to do it. And so in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 22, it says, God has put all things under his feet, that Jesus' feet, and gave him to be head over all things to the church. So he's head over all things to the church, which is his body. So the body and the head is the fullness of him, the body is the fullness of him who fills all in all. So you, God's depending on you to fill everything. Go to another scripture, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 9 and 10. And to make all see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the ages has been hidden in God, who created all things through Jesus Christ, to the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by what? You and I. To who? To principalities and powers in heavenly places. Not God, but to us. And so God is leaving everything for us and we have to learn to walk with him because he has said, without me, you can do nothing. And so God is leaving us to deal with principalities and powers in heavenly places. And so what the enemy wants to do is to steal the word from you. What God has spoken to you, that's his main thing to get the word out of you. And I'll read this uh, last uh, verse here because it's so important. I used to wonder when Jesus said, The thief comes not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. The first thing the enemy wants to steal from you is the revelation you got from God. If you have a new revelation, sometimes you have opposition. And sometimes you have opposition from people in the church too. They just don't think that's right. 
and you can show them the scriptures, no, they just don't want to accept that. And you wonder why come they can't see it. Forget it. Keep that to yourself until God reveals reveals it to them. But this is what the enemy does. He says, when anyone hears, uh, Matthew 13 verse 19, when anyone hears the word of the kingdom, so anyone means unbelievers, believers, Christians, uh, when anyone hears the words of the kingdom and does not understand it, if you do not understand it, meaning you are not really listening, because if you're listening, you will understand it. But if it's not your cup of tea, that's not what you want, you will never understand it. It's a decision you have to make. It's always a decision. I don't want to hear that. I want to hear that. That's good for me. And so you're drawn to that. And so when you want to believe it, the same thing Jesus said, I told you, but you did not believe me. In other words, you didn't accept it. And if you don't accept it, you will never understand it. But even if you say, well, I don't quite understand it, but I accept what you're saying. That happened when the disciples said to Jesus, uh, they said, it's a hard saying, but to whom shall we go? You have the word of life. We don't understand what you're saying, but we'll stay with you. They understood it later. They understood it later. So when you hear the word of the kingdom and you don't understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches it from you. And it takes the word out because if you retain the word, it will bear fruit. If you retain the word in your heart, it will eventually bear fruit. And so knowing and hearing God's voice and staying with God's voice is what gives us the freedom that we need in Christ. Where we can share with people. Uh, We're going to close. In my life, I've come to realize when you stay focused on something, God's trying to teach you something, you stay with it, and then a time comes when you understand, and then you begin to wonder, what do I do with this information now? How many have been there? <laughs> I've got to do something with it. And after, when it comes to that place, you cannot rest. It's like fire inside of you. You need a channel for God to walk through. And guess what God does? He brings you to that place where that word has to produce. And it will produce. But you got to hear. Stand up with me tonight. Time is really gone. For some of us, if you're starting... I will encourage you, and I still do this. I have a notebook. I carry the notebook with me. I have things written in the notebook. And I'm going to advise you. I have prayer requests, things that I pray about. And I have the scriptures for every those things that I'm praying for. And I am very specific. This is what I want. I don't know when it's going to happen, but I believe it. Jesus has said in, in Matthew, no, sorry, Mark 11, when what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. So I believe those things, but we are humans. They are not yet 
child, that's in the future, right? So the next day, you're feeling, I don't know about that. No, I go back to those scriptures. And I remind God, I, be, I prayed about this and I believe that. I have that in, right there. Have a notebook, like I said, put your notebook right by you. And wait if God will speak to you. And if you feel like God wants to say something, in my life I've told him, yes sir, just give me time. No hurry, I'll get my pen. And then I write as fast as I could. I'm going to share this. Hello. (laughs) This is very important. I, I had some things that I wrote while I was working at the medical center before I went into ministry. I wrote as fast because God was speaking to me. At that time, I didn't know I was going to ministry. We say, I'm going to call you from this place. And then he told me some of the things that were going to happen in, the minis- in ministry. But I, I had no idea. And uh, I wrote everything down. And I was in Nigeria ministering. And my friend, Dr. Ambi, uh, was with me in the hotel. And I was praying. And he was reading that notebook because I had the notebook with me. But guess what? After a while, he said, said that, when did you write it? I said, well, the date is written there. But what had happened, everything he was reading, he had seen in the meetings as he traveled with me. Can you get that? He had seen. So he wanted to know when. He thought I was writing what I was seeing in the meetings down there. But I wrote them uh, years before. 1998. Now that was 2000. And he, he saw those things written. But at the time I was writing, I had no idea those things would come to pass. I just wrote what I was hearing from or I thought, Evan, I'm hearing something, so I'm writing as fast. I didn't care about the language. Whether it was words or is, they just write as fast. How many will, will do that? Let me see your hand up. That's faith. Put a, by, put a notebook by you waiting for him to speak. He will speak. Amen? Lift your hands up tonight. Father God, I want to thank you. Thank you for your people tonight. I believe that you still speak to your your people today and to your prophets today. You do speak. And we will hear, Lord God. As Samuel said, speak, Lord, your servants hear. We want to hear your voice. And we will follow. We bless your name tonight. In Jesus' name. And God's people said... Amen.